This is not just another fitness podcast. Food is so much more than just fuel. Keep things simple. That goes for training and diet. Chips, cheese and hummus, you should try it. Don't take this stuff too seriously. Balance is just really not sexy. Eat plenty of fruit and veg. It's not rocket science. Having a six pack is just totally not worth it. That's a lie for a start. (laughs) (laughs) Walking every day has to be one of the best things you can do. Honestly, I hear this shit on a daily basis. Nobody got fat from eating too much fruit. Green peppers a rank. I do like a Snickers. Just be honest with yourself. Have you tried the Aldi milk chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is no. Honestly, if you're struggling, just ask for help. In most of my consultations, I actually don't talk about food. No, Diet Coke doesn't cause cancer. Sometimes you have to think about the effort versus the reward. Calorie deficits are boring, but they work. Oh my God, my gran used to take me to Wimpy. It's never too late to start lifting weights. You can take your manuka honey and shove it up your... That made me die. (laughs) 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 All All this is going on as well. Um, do you want to intro it? Yeah. Right, what are we at? Quarter past four. Okay. 47, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yep. When I intro though, I always make you laugh. I put you off. Yeah, it's part of your charm. Okay. Am I charming? I would never describe oh. myself as charming. You have your moments. Aww. <laughs> Love you. Um, okay. Mm. Welcome to episode 47 of the Not Another Fitness podcast. As always, you have my lovely self. Why are you laughing? Because as soon as you you reference me laughing when you intro it, you know that I'm going to laugh because I'm a child. So I just said, well, Andy just said, shall I intro it? And I was like, yeah, but when I intro it, it, you always laugh. And he was like, yeah, that's part of your charm. And then we had this bantery discussion about how I'm not charming at all. It's all been recorded, by the way. I know it's been recorded. I'll I'll put put that. I'll put that in. This is absolute listener gold. (laughs) What they're here for. Well, one day we're just going to intro it and it will just flow. We won't even reference it. It'll just be like, yeah. There you and go. the listeners will be like, this is not what I came here for. As I want to be amused. As soon as you said that before, I was like, well, I'm definitely going to laugh now. So yeah. that's, that's ruined it. Hi, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to 47. <laughs> You're with myself, Amy, and over on Zoom, as it's always. Andy. It's Andy. And I no, always interrupt you. Well, I've, jump, I've, I've jumped the gun. We've got to get a, a routine down with this. Surely, mate. I we'll like script it. To coin a phrase, to coin your own phrase, I think it's part of our charm. Mm, Okay. I mean, I was was trying to be nice then as well, calling you charming, giving you a little morale boost before we started the pod. Thanks. (laughs) Do I look look like I need it? I'm doing all right today, thanks. (laughs) You looked all right until I saw you pull a blanket over yourself and then I was like, oh, things things might not be well. (laughs) She's still cold. I'm still recovering from that horrendous hour in the in the car park that I did with my absolutely gorgeous client Danielle yesterday. Honestly, that's for PT, by the way, everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a car park. Oh, you're so awful. Sorry, you're horrendous. Sorry. Yes, an hour of PT. Um, oh God, we got absolutely drenched hats off shout out to danielle who also owns the best coffee shop in bishop stortford um yeah absolute trooper doing bear crawl holds on the floor 
in the pissing rain. Like that's probably one of the most hilarious, but the lowest points of outdoor PT that I've had so far. So yeah. Um, bravo, Danielle. Bravo. Yeah. Good on you, Danielle. Absolute legend. Um, South street pantry, by the way, for anyone who's, uh, in the Bishop Stortford area, get yourselves along there. You won't regret it. Yeah. And if you, do, if you live Grab... in Bishop Stortford and you, don't, you don't already if, know if about you South Street Pantry. It, what are you doing with yourself? Exactly. What are you doing with your life? Exactly. Um, we should head there for our first uh, tete-a-tete when this oh, is over. Oh, God, can you imagine? A little oh. coffee and a cake. Our breakfast, mate. Breakfast. Salmon, and, salmon and scrambled eggs. Salmon and scrambled eggs. That's what I said to Danielle yesterday. Yeah, that's salmon classic. I should just go through listing the menu. <laughs> Here we go again. How long did it take us to get onto food? <laughs> yeah, just honestly, if you're in the the vicinity, get down there though, because it's uh, yeah, it's amazing. And Daniel's a legend, so what's not to like? Exactly. How are you, mate? Not too bad. <laughs> Is that you making noises off camera there? My phone making noise. I'm just hitting my microphone with my phone. I'm very busy and important. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on, listeners. Just just uh, bear with us. Amy's just going to take a call. We'll be right back. <laughs> no. no, absolutely not. You have my full attention. Um, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. Um, we're just having a little chat beforehand i won't bore listeners with it too much but i'm you know i'm basically i'm on a little i'm on a little regime at the moment just tidying up the diet um basically that means not eating like a, a complete tool for me um just not having ad hoc bowls of granola is a start to be honest now i'm attacking my microphone um yeah and like doing a bit more running just a bit more structure i would say nothing's vastly different but like a lot of people um the, the gym opening is is kind of looming a little bit large. So I want to do something before I get back in there. Um, and actually like pairing it up with the running um, kind of makes complete sense for me because I'm, I'm actually really enjoying that at the moment. So long may that continue. Good, good for you. Good for you. Yeah, um, and I kind of tried to do similar as well in terms of regularity of resistance training. So I've managed to get three sessions in this week. I am broken, um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not training like a moron. Um, but again, it's just finding that 45 minutes to an hour, three times a week, just to get it done, get some weight through my muscles, um, which I'm actually really enjoying. I like fundamentally, I love lifting weights. So, um, yeah, it's nice to do it again and, um, yeah, not doing anything with diet really, really don't care here for a good time. Not for long. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Just, um, Diet's pretty much the same, not really got any goal at the moment. Um, I have probably put on a little bit of weight over lockdown. Don't really give a shit. As soon as I start moving a little bit more and th like lifting weights again, I'm sure my body will respond accordingly. So I'm doing about three resistance training sessions a week and one run, um, maybe two runs. It depends. Jack and I like to do a longer plod on a Sunday where we just chat, which is quite nice. Um, we do like each other, you know, and then um, maybe one other shorter run during the week. Again, if I have time, we'll see how it falls. Well, I was going to run today, but where I did some dumbbell RDLs yesterday, my hamstrings are screaming. So hamstrings like, said no, didn't they? Said, and, think, think again. Think again. And my hamstrings are quite tight and short anyway. So when I run, I actually don't 
put my foot forward properly in terms of like a proper stride. I tend to take almost like really shortened strides because my hamstrings get quite tight. So as soon as they get any kind of load through them, they're like, hell no. Um, so, yeah. You've just given me another idea, mate. Look like hard. how, uh, well, again, we it's hard now because it's trying to remember like what we've covered <laughs> and what we haven't. But yeah. definitely if you want to do something like you want to lift and you want to do something like running or even like playing sport or whatever it's like how do you set that up how across the week all? how do you do it all that how... is a great podcast topic it's not a bad one is put it, it in the document mate put okay we'll do remind me at the end of this because i or will forget yes. <laughs> but i'm getting better at it this week <laughs> And we've actually got like, we've got a little bank of ideas now, haven't we? We've Just... got, not only have we got a bank of ideas, this is quite possibly, apart from maybe our second episode when we realised <laughs> we wanted to make this a thing, this is quite possibly the most heavily researched podcast we've done so far. Yeah, it is. I mean, I have we... five pages worth of notes. I can't believe you got that many notes, mate. One, two, three, four. Oh, no. Yeah, five. Five. Are they all relevant to the um, podcast though? One's not like you're shopping or something like that, is it? No, 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 no. All relevant to the podcast. Uh, would you like to kick it off then, mate, as you're, as you're heavily prepared? Um, so today we're bringing back someone who's very dear to our hearts. An old, old favourite. An, an old fave. <laughs> So here, the original podcast we did on one of uh, his TV programs is actually one of our most popular uh, podcasts when you go back over the, the listens. So we are bringing back good old, is Dr. Dr. Michael Mosley. I, right. I don't even know if he's a doctor, is he? Well, I, d- I think he is, which is what, or is it his wife that's a doctor? His wife definitely is. Yeah. But, if, you know. If he's not, then... He's making some pretty bold claims. <laughs> Mickey Mosley to us. Mickey Mosley, yeah. Um, and he's back on Channel 4 with a new programme um, called How to Keep a Healthy Weight. Um, so the original podcast, uh, the podcast, <laughs> the only way to consume information, <laughs> the original programme he did was um, about low-calorie diets. He put people, uh, how to... What was it? How to lose a stone in 21 days or something yeah, like that. That's the yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah. So he did, he put five people through this very low calorie diet, um, uh, got them, tried to change their lifestyle, got them back from a point of uh, very poor health markers. And they all quite successfully lost a substantial amount of weight. And he's come back, he's brought them all back. It seemed very much like quite... Um, like similar in time as well so it was after Christmas so whether it was a month ago a couple of months ago but Christmas had happened there'd been a certain bit of journey with them and they'd followed them after Christmas and it was about how first of all had they kept off the weight so far that they'd lost and it was about how to continue that with them and to continue their journey to health and and yeah so Andy and I gave it a watch we've taken down some notes and uh we're back We've watched it twice, haven't we? Twice each. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, what what's going on, mate? I can't it's... believe I had bloody time, to be honest. <laughs> I must really love the pod. Uh, yeah. well My done. pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Thanks for having me on again. <laughs> Please don't get rid of me. Um, I I quite... So when I... I completely stumbled across this on whenever it was aired, like a week or so ago. Yes, you texted me, didn't you? Yeah, and... 
the first thing that like leapt out was the the title of it how to keep a healthy weight uh, which is quite different from how to lose a stone in 21 days uh, completely different emphasis and and actually he um the the intro to it and he may, i think he he referenced it probably like two or three times throughout the program um the line losing weight is hard but keeping it off is even harder um mm. and that sentiment i i agree with because it's born out in the literature and just from personal experience and working with clients that is very much the case so i re- i like i suppose like first impressions of it were just i uh, quite like how he's how he's approaching this because mm. how many diets and, and programs and uh, just media in general it's all about lose x in x amount of time mm. like clickbait articles we were talking about beforehand like clickbait yeah. stuff diets it's how to lose it and there is there is like a um there are some people that promote kind of longevity and health like me and rambo being two of them but it's we're definitely in the minority um so actually to see how he went about this and how he was gonna um how he was going to kind of try and instill that into these people because i think it yeah it had been six months basically since they lost the weight so it's like how do you he's not going to see him again now there's not like another follow-up program as, as far as i'm aware so like what do you leave them with and what is something that we always reference like when we leave someone or when we finish working with them have we left them in a better place yeah so this really everything about it initially like really appealed to me i would say yeah um same absolutely same I was like very clever use of language in the title um loved the way he introed it it was about having a healthy weight and staying there um should we just delve into it like bit by bit and just go through our thoughts as the program unfolded yeah with your and I'm not even taking the piss about your notes now have, have you got them set up like in order that they as the program ran yeah 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 beautiful mate okay. fucking hell we're organized fucking hell this is amazing i know um so i started off absolutely hating the program to be honest the first 10 minutes or so i was like nah i'm not i don't like this this is when they spoke about the christmas weight game christmas right? oh, <laughs> it's like one mind um yes because first of all they recorded everything they ate over christmas um and he was talking about a study that says half of the weight you put on Christmas over uh, that you put on over Christmas stays on. Um, and anyone can put on in the realms of like a half to 1.5 kilos. Was yeah, it? yeah, it was three, three like or four that. pounds, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a week, um, which is fine. But it's very unlikely that you can put on that amount of body fat in a week. Um, And there was actually a little, I would have liked a little bit more context there around what that number is kind of made up of. Um, And I appreciate that, like we just talked about clickbait, it's probably designed to put a little bit of fear into people and to, you know, maybe make people understand that there are consequences to the actions of overeating consistently for a long period of time so there's very very little constant concentrated periods throughout the year that we actually do consistently overeat for those concentrated periods of time so for an example would be christmas maybe easter maybe um a holiday when you go on an all-inclusive they are the only real examples that i can think that you go away and probably eat like a moron for consecutive days so but there's Again, the chances are that all the weight you put on if you weighed yourself after that 
it's not going to be body fat. And I just would have liked a little bit more context about that. So I started this in one of Rambo's rants going, well, that's bullshit. Um, And then even that though, like, so I think you're absolutely right. Um, But that's, it's not too egregious. It's not like, it's not the worst. No, but one thing, one thing I'll say with that three or four pounds thing. So I get, so I've got no idea what, what study he was referencing there. Um, But if you said to me, because he was very much focused on what they ate on Christmas Day. You know, mm. oh, you ate 2,000 calories more than, you know, your allowance, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, and all I will say is that they, they were asked to monitor their intake on Christmas Day. That's yeah. going to be pretty bloody inaccurate as well. Yeah, and also, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, are you, they, they yeah, there was a bit of me like that. I can't believe he asked them yeah, to do that, this for fuck's sake. They're doing it for a program, so, yeah. like, fair enough. But, yeah. Um, I The three to four pounds thing, how it was framed was basically – Oh, you know, yeah, over like that, uh, whether it's like Christmas Day or that kind of brief period of time, that that's kind of what people gain. The problem is, I can believe that people gain three to four pounds over Christmas. Now, what constitutes Christmas for people uh, can be very different. It's things. different, yeah. Because I, I think of for me, so for me, this is just me personally. Christmas Eve is a, is a big meal. Christmas Day is obviously a big meal. Alcohol. Boxing Day is normally another big meal. So I know, like, I'm very much aware that for those three days, like, I'm not tracking calories, but (laughs) the calories are going to be high because it's just volume of food and drink. Um, There's plenty of people I know who it it almost like that calendar kind of ticks over December the 1st and it's like party season. And it's a month of of overeating. And that's actually where that, I can definitely believe, like, if someone kind of just completely goes wild in December, you could definitely put on... Uh, a few pounds if it's yeah. like a month's worth of of overeating but yeah oh, I, I completely massive. get your point you're not going to do three pounds of body fat just because you overdo it on the turkey and stuffing yeah exactly oh stuffing bloody love stuffing <laughs> let's not get sidetracked down a food, a food <laughs> conversation again <laughs> start listing roast items old <laughs> <laughs> chipolatas love them <laughs> you had to go in with the chipolatas Lo- love you? love a roasty <laughs> Anyway, um, what do you think of the sugar lumps thing, mate? Oh, <laughs> again. Oh, so basically, he he got them to track their calories on Christmas Day. Again, I'm going to really question the accuracy of that. But then he basically put a plate of bowl or fucking salad bowl full of sugar lumps in front of them and was like, "This is what you consumed on Christmas Day." <sighs> Yes, it's nice to have a visual. I think the visual he used later in the program was a little bit more, which we'll come on to, was actually a little bit more Agreed. useful. Completely you know, agree. like, it's one fucking day, for God's sake. They don't eat like that forever. Like, if that if they'd started from day dot and this was the day one of their calorie journey, of their calorie and dieting journey, I think that would have been a little bit more useful. Um, I think using Christmas as an example for how much sugar you consume on one day is a bit silly. It's one day and it's one day that's based around a very societal, so- social, cultural norm. Um, and people know that they, and even the, even I'm going to say the contestants, even the, um, even the people that were on it were like, yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I don't really care. Like, do you know what I mean? It was like, it was one day. Come on. Yeah. Basically, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was basically like, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You overrate three. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm quite all right. I'm, I'm fine. I'm all right. I like that guy. Actually. I can't remember his name. Was it the, um, is it the younger guy or the guy with the family? It was uh, the younger guy, the one who... Um, Curtis. Lo- 
yeah later on he was doing like the salsa dancing yeah 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 and then uh, Mosley was like, on average, people eat five to 6,000 calories on Christmas Day. And that was quite a, a good, I mean, there was no evidence referenced or anything like that. But it, I can believe that. Though. <laughs> exactly. I can believe that. And it's a very good um, example, which, again, he comes back to later of how people generally tend to think that, A, they burn more calories than they do in activity and exercise. And B, they think they consume a lot less calories than they actually do. Yeah, Um, that was was certainly a theme that kind of played out throughout. And I think probably the the last thing on the the Christmas point of view, when he said the, so so however much it is, whether it's like three pounds, four pounds, two pounds, when you put it on and you're, and you you don't quite lose it all, you know, you, you don't, keep all that three pounds you maybe your pound and a half up say if that happens as a one-off it's kind of no big deal but this is the thing like you said with like for our holiday in there throw like a wedding season in there where you're going out a lot do you know what i mean or even just a few nights out you have like a couple of big birthdays you put a little bit on and you don't quite take it all off and then it's just it won't happen overnight but you fast forward two three years and suddenly you're a stone up also and then it's a kind of oh fucking hell then then it's work to get that off um so i do i do think it's what is kind of worth worth highlighting that but yeah Yeah. that was kind of part one wasn't it um he did mention something that i wrote down straight away he was like so how do you lose weight and keep it off um in theory you burn more calories than you consume and i was like that's not theory michael that's science but okay that's thermodynamics right there i'll work just, just saying um he he did go on to say that our calorie intake varies by age, varies by activity. God, our, our notes are so similar, mate. Oh, I, I feel like we're reading each other's. I dog. think we were probably related in a previous yeah. life, you know. I think you're my brother from another mother. And I know you've got a sister, but I don't, so I'll take <laughs> So I'm adopting you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that because that is so, so true. And recently, in the last, like, month, I would say or so, I have actually had a lot of, I would say, older people contact me because this is what they're struggling with, what they're finding that what has worked for them or, you know, their diet that they've been used to for the last 30, 40 years, all of a sudden they're getting into that between 40 and 50 bracket and they're like, I don't know what's happening, but something is changing. And again, it's your metabolic rate. Like as we get older, um, the activity we do varies as well. Uh, We become a little more sedentary. And again, I'm speaking in very, very general terms, but everything starts to slow down. And I I do think it was important that he referenced that. Um, Yeah, just interesting. So that that was quite good. And he went on to say that he suspects that the um, national guidelines for actually calorie intake are actually too high for most people. That being the average um, daily daily intake for men is 2,500 calories and with women being 2,000 calories and that would be for weight maintenance. Yeah, and we'll we'll come on to say he had quite an interesting um, conversation with another doctor. Mm. talk talking about Mm. those guidelines and whether they're kind of valid or whether they should be used but i do think it's important like one of the um 
one of the kind of areas of confusion, I suppose, especially maybe as people get older and things do slow up a little bit and, and just people in general, when they're like, Oh, how much do I eat then? If I'm, if I'm gaining weight, then how much, you know, should I eat a lot less? How much should I cut by? Um, and you do have to bear like the factors of age is a big one. Gender is obviously a big one. Your starting body weight is kind of mm. one that I don't even think people talk about, but it, it's almost, that almost has a bigger influence on it like if you're a hundred kilo human you're burnt you know compared to like someone who's 60 kilos i mean it's just it's like night and day difference like how mm. much how much you can eat uh, and then obviously something that you mentioned a couple of times was just muscle mass like how much yeah. muscle you're carrying because obviously that is a tissue that needs more calories to to be fueled so it's gonna it's not massive but it's definitely gonna help i guess it's gonna help kind of just burn keep your kind of daily burn up slightly higher yeah um and when he did the, um, we spoke a little bit about this before we started recording the, uh, the, the fitness test that yeah. he did with, uh, is it Adrian, the guy? So the first one, yeah, he did that with Adrian, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of, um, I didn't make an out of like, all the results, but basically it kind of worked out that Adrian burnt less, wasn't it? That he burnt less. He than... has less muscle mass. Yeah. yeah Even then... though Mosley was older. I, I loved this segment as a segment as in terms of like promotion of actually resistance training and having more muscle mass. I love this. Yeah. So I wish you'd have done it with a woman, to be honest. But anyway. That, you're absolutely right, though. The fact that he, and, and again, he, he came on to talk about this at the end of the program as well. But just that, um, yeah, if you've got a bit, I, it's one of those things, it's kind of, it's good and bad. So he was saying in terms of, oh, it's good to have muscle mass because you burn more calories. I would say, yeah, that's true. But then also, it's not just about yeah. burning. I know this program is about burning calories and stuff, but just like, you know, how you feel. Yeah. Um, being more robust yeah um yeah better quality of life as you age just so there's so much to that yeah but it really it, it almost didn't correlate the way that they'd and I don't know if it's just the way they edited the or if they did film any footage of any resistance training but the fitness test he showed were like cardiovascular capability and a little bit of like was it yeah it was all about burning calories it wasn't actually about yeah, how like you step, build step muscle yeah it's like step up some kind of bleep test yeah 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 up. there wasn't actually any like any i'm trying to think of the word like scope or recommendations he didn't say like you need to actually put weight on load through your muscles in order to build more muscle to, in order to be able to burn more calories at rest. Like, do you know what I mean? There was no, like, this is what I would recommend you to do. Not until the very end. Mate, I tell you what, I mean, that, I mean, not, it doesn't have to be Mosley, but like a program that basically broke, breaks it down, like not going into yeah. like crazy detail, but just being like, look, if you can train twice a week, if you can train four days, so basically pick your frequency and say, right, this is a sample of a session, get a bunch different people of different different ages different skill levels doing work like yeah. show some regressions like like make it an hour show and kind of be like talk about the benefits and stuff yeah how has that program not been made yet Mate, don't, how has that don't program tell everyone <laughs> what shit uh, uh sorry <laughs> no i completely agree i completely agree like literally resistance training 101 for dummies like we could do a for dummies on it like that would be it an hour program like it would be so good because yeah like from watching that program you would think that going to a gym doing a bleep test and punching something on a pad was going to build muscle well yeah. or zumba <laughs> we'll save that <laughs> Don't get me started. 
We'll come on to the Zumba. That's in part three. So, yeah, it just annoyed me that there was a little bit of a disparity there between what he was saying and what they were actually showing. That was all. I think that point that he made, though, about basically people massively, because this was another opportunity where he basically said that people massively overestimate um, how active they are. Yeah. Um, and we know this. You couple that with people not realizing how much they eat. And that's a recipe for weight gain or at least yeah. failing to, to yeah. lose weight. And I think the, the guy who was doing, who's carrying out the test um, was talking about Adrian and was ba- who's like, you know, he's like an active guy. And it was like, Oh yeah, you're um, the two and a half thousand calories recommendation. You should actually be aiming for like two or 300 mm. under that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not a lot of food, right? It's not, it's not a man. You can easily kind of like, yeah, put away two, 2200 calories without without thinking about well maybe that's just me but it's it's not a, it's not a lot like if yeah. you're having a few treats in there and stuff um and adrian uh, liked to drink as well uh, he did liked a couple yeah. of bottles of wine didn't he um yeah, yeah that'll go that'll go quick. i i did like the whole point of that segment though that mosey was basically just promoting higher activity levels he did reference about activity outside of exercise as well in terms of a step goal and how that is important for weight maintenance mm-hmm. and again Let's not, um, you know, flog a dead horse, Andy. It's something that me and you talk about all the bloody time. Uh, yes, we do. And, and rightly so, my I add. Um, so the last part of kind of part two um, is when he, yeah, he went to speak to this other doctor about the yeah, 2,000 for women, 2,500 yeah. for men calorie guidelines. Yeah. Um, I thought they were going to have a Barney, those two. They weren't, they weren't happy, were they? I no. mean, so he, he thinks mostly basically thinks that they're, they're overshooting it a little bit and, and, and was basically kind of asking like, you know, should we be, um, should we be using these or should they be updated? And the doctor's counterpoint was basically like, look, it's, there are caveats to it. And it is like, you know, for, it's kind of that for most people, most of the time, this is kind of a good kind of ballpark. And actually I don't, I, I don't massively have a problem with like the two or two and a half thousand calories. And, and if anything, I think people becoming kind of obsessed with it or, or knowing their numbers. I don't know how helpful it is probably as just as a rough guideline. Yeah. Just have it there. Just kind of have it there. And then once you're like, she said, once you've got food labels and people are looking at it, they've got some kind of frame of reference, but I don't get too, too worked up on that. But I would say, because our that, so that two two and a half thousand calories that's been around for as long as I was at school. Like yeah. pro, I mean, I don't know how long it's it's been the that's been the norm. But I tell you something: in that time since I was a kid, the society in general has become more sedentary. So therefore, in my mind, I'm like, well, if we're doing more, we're sitting down for longer periods of time. We're generally burning less. Then maybe those maybe they should be knocked back. Maybe mm. it should be eighteen hundred and two thousand three. Yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Very, very true. And this is where I do do kind of feel a little bit, I do sympathise a little bit with government guidelines and who has to produce them because it's got to be so generic. But if the, you know, if the demographic of people that it applies to has dramatically changed over the last few years, which I would, you know, put money on being that it has. Society has changed. Exactly. Then they need to be updated. So um, I loved that Mosley said that like diets do work because diets do work fundamentally diets do work 
you know, and there's all these things like, oh, diets don't work. No, the diet itself works afterwards and maintaining the weight loss is what is difficult. And I loved that he did actually reference that because I think that's a really, really important tool. It's not, if you haven't lost weight on a diet, it's not because the diet hasn't worked. It's probably an adherence issue or it's been that you haven't been educated and this is the fault of the diet you haven't been educated on how to maintain that weight loss for long term this this is a massively contentious issue because they're kind of they're kind of both right in a way so we're as a as a nation and and i mean this this is not just the uk but just to pick on the uk uh, for a moment like we're getting fatter uh, like you know our uh, like obesity rates uh, obesity's been in the news this week as well there's something that we uh <laughs> potentially we we could have not going near that with a barge pole <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one um go over yeah. to my friend brett's podcast uh no nonsense nutrition they discuss it in a very educated well-rounded manner that is understandable for the general public and i don't want to go near it with a barge pole I'm we'll listen to it and then we'll rip it and then we'll we'll, yeah. re- we'll repackage it as our own <laughs> love you brett cheers boys um <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the, the obesity rates are high and obviously like with COVID and stuff like that, it's, it's become more, it's having like a resurgence in kind of relevance again. Mm. Um, so we've got more diets than ever and the obesity rate is higher than ever. Therefore diets don't work or like diet culture isn't working. Um, I just want to pick up on the point that you said there, diet culture. Okay, so this is where they're both right, all right? Yeah. So the doctor goes on to say, it's all about habits and routine. Maybe we should get her on. It's all about habits and routines and about supporting people with making healthy choices. She then goes on to say about how ethnic minorities and people of a lower socioeconomic status really struggle with their creating these healthy habits. Here's a, here's a question for you, Andy. You always oh, put me on the spot. Go on. Do you think those people that are able to diet and buy into diet culture, do you think that you can only do that from a place of privilege? I think it helps massively. Exactly. Yeah. If you're of a lower socioeconomic status, can you actually go and buy somebody's six week fat loss plan can you go and go to a slimming club every week and that's not me bashing slimming clubs that's me saying that these tools are out there to help people lose weight fundamentally can you go and buy a shake plan you know probably not so if you aren't educated about having healthy habits about what a healthy lifestyle choice is if you don't live in an area where it's safe to go outside and actually exercise either on your own or take your children or something like that then you are suffering because of not coming from a place of let's say higher economic status so i agree with her that we do need to support those people with being able to make healthy habits and healthy choices especially when like we've talked about a million times before you can go down the road and get a happy meal or a a big mac meal for 4.99 you know um but like diets do work yeah um i think when when she was talking about the god there's loads there Right, let's go with, I think you're, I I, I do think um, 
privilege feels like a really loaded term at the moment, but I get where you I know, I, but I don't want to be scared about using no, no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, you know com- what I mean? completely. I just think, so when you say like, can people um, in, in those situations, can they afford to, you know, like buy a shake plan or go to a slim, slimming club? I would say there's, there's a decent chunk that can't, um, but I'd say there's probably some that can, but here's the thing. It's just not on their agenda. Mm. It, there's, they've got, you know, they've probably got other issues that are slightly more, and pressing than losing the <laughs> losing the pre-holiday yeah, like paying the heating bill yeah you know? exactly so it so i so i do th- so this is basically like kind of what it comes down to for me when her and mosley are kind of like butting heads a little bit in this um in this conversation but i just think there it's a classic case of like the doctor she's talking about like the nation and like society as a whole and Moses' experience really is working in small groups or one-to-one with people Mm. so when you say like when we talk about diets and um so so her she basically said that tracking calories and constant weighing is not the way to do it Mm. that was her kind of like finishing um like kind of finishing statement and calorie counting and weighing are two tools that I use on a weekly basis with clients and get results so I so one-to-one or working with people in like small groups I think it can be highly effective but I I don't think that telling everyone uh, you know the government blasting out right everyone there's this app called fitness power we all want you to get on there we all want you to start buying like organic meat and do you know do this do that we want everyone weighing every day that's not you can't no. do that across um across society at large so they're both they're both right in their way I just think with anything like this and actually I, I'll give Mosley's credit he basically said at the end I dis I disagree but I can he kind of almost said like I kind of get where she's coming from and he did say that you know supporting people in making healthy choices play areas focusing on deprived areas those kind of things is massively important because you're trying to give people like a leg up and at least kind of bring you know trying to level the playing field Mm. a little that's all you're trying to do yeah um and and that question of how do you do that on mass is like the million dollar question. Oh God, we've because discussed it before on the podcast. No one's cracked we? it. No. No and one like, has cracked it. And he actually, I've written down here, he actually went on to say, we need a tailored approach. And it's like- And working one-to-one, that's exactly what you can do. Exactly, exactly. But like you, the people of the, the people in the demographic that the doctor was talking about generally can't afford that tailored approach, which is such a shame such a shame because they're usually the ones that need the most help which is like you say how do we do that it's such a it's such a massive topic that but but one i'm sure we'll we'll come back to at some stage right on a slightly more light-hearted note rambo (laughs) i'm taking this to part three of the uh, documentary our favorite part of the whole program absolute (laughs) if you only have 15 minutes to go and watch of this program go and watch part three is it basically Zumba's included? So that's that's that should be the first selling point. I mean, he did give me some pretty strong Alan Partridge vibes when he was uh, oh, when he was dancing along. Pure bless him. Partridge. It was pure Partridge. That's probably why I loved it so much. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this came about. So he went to speak to one of the, I can't not call them contestants. Like, what am I calling them? He did give them prizes at the end, in fairness. He did. He went to speak to one of the um, subjects. That makes it sound like an experiment. I don't know. Um, anyway, and it was a it was a woman Part- who'd really, Participants. Participants, thank you. It was a woman who'd really struggled over Christmas. She'd put a little bit of the weight back on. Um, she had, and they went to say that she had quite a higher muscle mass than most people. So technically her metabolic rate should be higher. So she should burn more calories at rest. That being said, she was still struggling to lose any more weight. So he then went on to say, we need to cut back on the snacks. We need to do more exercise. And it was all the big focus on walking because apparently she walked quite a lot during the day, but he then went on to say, and I, this was a little bit contentious. Walking is not enough to lose weight. You need to get your heart rate up and do some kind of intense exercise, at which point he transitioned to taking them into a Zumba class. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what really went up a level then, didn't it? I was like, oh, wow. Now this is hilarious and pure comedy just to watch Mosley and this um, participant do that. Not that she has anything to laugh about, but the whole situation was quite funny. Mosley got in some hip action there. You know, there was an instructor there. It was all very socially distanced and safe, but it was just quite funny. Um, but yeah. I'm not sure I agree with that. We've discussed before. <laughs> What's Zumba, Zumba in Zumba. general? Have you ever done Zumba? Yeah, once. I love a bit of a dance. Yeah. Not so much for me. Not for you. Um, we've discussed on the pod before about like walking and actually intense exercise and ex- intense exercise as a way of burning calories. Um, and like exercising... And this is where I don't think it was specific enough. Um, You could argue specific enough or general enough, really. Like walking is an excellent way to actually um, get movement in throughout the day, to keep a healthy weight, like we've discussed before. If you are walking as brisk as you can, you can get your heart rate up enough to actually burn fat, you know? Like keeping that heart rate in between that kind of like 60 to 70% is, is a really good way of actually, actually utilizing fat as fuel, tapping into energy stores, especially if you're doing it for long periods of time. But anyway, enough about energy systems. Like walking is a really good way of burning calories. When you're exercising at higher intensity, you generally can't go for longer. You will burn more calories per se, but the ability to do that for longer periods of time is dramatically diminished. And there are large demographics of people out there particularly ones that fundamentally need to lose weight for health reasons that may not be able to actually exercise at high intensities so whilst yes it is good to you know work the cardiovascular system and maybe exercise at a little bit of uh, intensity i would argue that zumba is not high intensity (laughs) exercise um but depends how you're using those hips mate i think very true very true um but i would i didn't really like the way that he was kind of pitching exercise as a way to burn calories yeah um, and not focusing on actually just finding a way of moving that you love or saying that a walk is actually good enough to maintain your weight i i thought this is where he he kind of lost the plot a little bit if yeah. I'm being, like again not it's not all so like none of this program was like was terrible but like in the grand schemes of programs that have been put out there about weight loss this is not terrible yeah and by mostly himself 
Yeah, like, this is one of his better efforts. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, the th- so 30 minute walk and it was like, oh, you burn. I can't remember how much. It's like 110 100 calories. calories yeah. And then they did the Zumba for like half an hour. And it's like, oh, we've burnt like 260 or something like that. Um, so the, the point at the start felt like he was saying, look, you need this high intensity exercise to get this like additional burn, right? That was kind of where he was driving at. <laughs> but then he sat down and was like, right, how many biscuits do you reckon you'd be able to eat? Um, you know, what, what in biscuits, what does that exercise equate to like the walk and the Zumba? And she was like, oh, that a packet. Um, bless her. Um, and he was like, no, it's only four biscuits. He did but- have chocolate hobnobs though. I mean, he's picking the wrong biscuit. If you're going to be, <laughs> you you're going to choose a biscuit on a diet. Rich, 20 rich tea. Rich or tea. <laughs> <laughs> Life is too short for rich tea, Rambo. Come on. I mean, um, no rich tea anymore. Fig roll. You're all about fig but, roll. But to me, the, the take home message isn't, well, Zumba's better than walking. The take the take home message is that exercise is rubbish. Yes. In, in terms of using it as a weight loss tool. Like, yes. don't get me wrong. Like, it can definitely, to me, like exercise, if you're using it to help with calorie burn, should be like uh, a welcome addition, not the driving force behind mm. your weight loss. It has it has to come yeah. from the food. And the four biscuits, I think I'd have been saying, look, Zumba's great walk in you you know the more the merrier but actually if you like if you like having a biscuit um maybe you have two instead of four yeah or instead of instead of the the whole pack see the whole exercise part of the program i think was done really badly like it he just makes, wasn't it wasn't the focus was it It was it but he could have he he skirted around the point of resistance exercise <laughs> And then didn't even, didn't commit to it almost, you know, like he did say after this, like find a way of exercising that you enjoy. That's really important. Um, And I did like the reflection on what you eat versus what you burn, you know, as like I said at the start, like we tend to think that we consume a lot less than we actually do. And we tend to think that we burn a lot more than we actually do. So again, I like that point, but with regards to exercise, like, he could have tied that in so much better with the whole muscle mass and resistance training and the long-term health benefits of resistance training, particularly as we age. But I kind of get what point he was making. It was funny comedy value to watch him trying to shake his hips a little bit. Um, There were good points. I just don't think it was done overly great. Well, here's, here's a question, Rambo. So oh, off the, the last little bit from that, he he basically went and so he spoke about the biscuits and he was talking about, I don't know if this was actually part of that or it might have been the, um, when they had the, the food laid out on the table. Which is the next bit, actually. Uh, yeah, probably isn't. So basically he, and it's kind of linked to the, the biscuits thing, but basically talking about highly palatable food mm-hmm. and the fact that it's addictive, right? Oh, I just wrote that actually. His his, his words, not mine. But uh, but you know, but it's but it's just hard to put it down. And I think we can kind of all agree that you know, food like that, delicious food. Um, with Adrian, it was like the the wine was out there as well. Yeah. Pastries, all, all the all good, very brown, all the good stuff, um, all the tasty stuff. Moses' advice here. So actually, so I'll kind of like broaden out like what they were doing. So they had uh, like the Monday to Friday diet, essentially, and then the weekend diet. And they had it on yeah. two separate tables. And I um, correct me if I'm wrong here, Rambo, but was it like the weekend calories were as much as the other five days? Yeah. Something like, something like that. Um, so that's, and I think we spoke about it at the start of the podcast. I think as a visual, it was quite Great. striking because you had all this kind of like the, the, 
the greens and all the color rambo relevant to your post earlier on like big colorful um plates loads of salad loads of veg um you know lean cuts of meat all the good stuff and then yeah on the weekend table was like booze pastries sweets chocolate take lattes plates. as well oh yeah i, I clocked a lot that. of lattes a few lattes kicking around on there um lattes are shit i'm sorry it's... if you're gonna order a coffee get a flat white and get a good decent bit of caffeine in there latte is just a weak coffee and a overpriced milkshake in my right opinion. that's the uh, latte listenership uh discarded now <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry just my opinion but he goes on to speak about like you know obviously there's a bit of a there's a huge difference here between what you're eating fair good visual to show people um he then he went on to speak about how how the you know the weekend food you know it's quite addictive and then he kind of makes to me this is a big leap right he he says he basically advises uh, advises removing this food altogether. That that's that's his his kind of takeaway. Is like, look, these foods are so addictive, just don't eat them. And the woman said something like, "Oh, what? So we should eat more, just a bit more of the good stuff?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that that's the idea." To me, I I disagree with that. What Mosley? I disagree with Mosley. Oh, yeah. massively! Like we're all about balance and health. You don't, you don't need to look a little bit tentative when you say that to me, mate. God, thought, have you heard about, half of our podcast that I we talk about, about food? I thought you had to shout me down there, mate. No, like, don't get me wrong. If you are dieting, and as practitioners, we very much work with the individual. And I've had this conversation this week with a client. He wanted a packet of crisps. So he had a packet of prawn and cocktail crisps. Just a normal packet, not a share bag. What a waste of a bag of crisps, by the way. Prawn uh, great flavour. Prawn cocktail, <laughs> great flavour. I can see your influence in his nutrition no, plan. No, absolutely away. nothing. <laughs> Look, you'll me. have prawn cocktail whether you like it or not. <laughs> Work with me, you get to eat crisps. Um, ready salted, please? No, <laughs> it's prawn cocktail and rich tea and you'll like hey, look, it. <laughs> we all know that salt and vinegar is the king of the crisp world, okay? <sighs> Dreadful. Choice. Anyway, Carry he on. had a packet of crisps and he messaged me, sent me a photo. He was like, I've just had this packet of crisps. I'm like, totally fine. Like, um, and then he was like, problem is now I want five more. And I'm like, there you go. That's the kicker. Okay. Um, these foods should be included as part of a balanced diet. However, when you are, now I say should, I, maybe I should say can or like are yeah, yeah. able to be included just That's before fair. the language police get on me. Um, however, when you are dieting, if you know that these foods are trigger very strong reactions for you, that you can't just have one, if you cannot just have one square of chocolate without going head first into the bar, maybe it is actually a better idea to just like sustain from them all together. Sustain, is that the word? Well, abstain. Well, abstain, that's the thing. Abstain from them all together, okay? <laughs> sustain your intake. Sustain your chocolate. <laughs> just keep buying them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes like I can't have them in the house. I'm not going to say, oh, well, maybe just try it for a little bit of an experiment. And if you go headfirst into the chocolate bar, then we know you can't. Like if someone's telling me I can't have them in the house, okay, then maybe just don't buy them. Maybe after a period of a few weeks where you've got a bit of motivation, there's a little bit of fat loss under the, your belt. If you really feel like you want some chocolate, we can actually plan that in, okay? And we can talk to you, talk and educate and actually work through some of those 
barriers around that mindset of why you can't have it in food environment is huge and with these highly palatable high sugar high salt high fat foods they trigger our dopamine receptors they give us that instant hit of pleasure and then we crave it and we want even more it's not addictive it is not addictive sugar is not addictive it's just the feeling that it gives us we crave and we want a little bit more of that's all and that's what sugar makes us do it's pleasure it just gives us a little bit of pressure and it's reward it's reward so i would argue that he is he runs the risk of getting them in the mindset of binge restrict yeah like, all, or, all or nothing basically. yeah i've got a client at the moment who came to me today devastated because she had one square of chocolate one square every single night this week and i've just asked her to stick to having three non-optimal blocks of eating a week okay she's like but i've had a square of chocolate every single week and i'm like i won't say her name sorry um i was like love this absolutely love this i was like if you are having one square of chocolate every single night to stop you going headfirst into a bar on friday i'd say that is a pretty big win i said and if that works for you that's what we're going to do from now on and she was like yeah. oh my god yeah and i'm like light bulb. because light bulb moment because i'm like that is balance that is absolute balance um and yeah, then it is it it does really run the risk of getting them in this real all or nothing binge restrict cycle. Um, and that I just yeah yeah that wasn't a good message for me. We're hardwired to kind of um, to pick up on that though, aren't we? Like me and you, I mean now, like when we kind of hear that language and hear people talk about you know talk about good or bad foods yeah. or eliminating things and you know kind of just like well i'm not having that anymore i'm like oh but you're gonna have it at some point yeah to have a like have a bit more of a plan whether it's yeah. like you know the one square a night i think he made a good point actually when he said look these companies that are producing these foods they are you know it's like scientists sat in labs trying to work out how to make this food more tasty more delicious yeah. so you have to know what you're up against like they're, they're hardwiring this they're they're um they're making these foods because they know how we're hardwired to want like sweet, yeah. salty, fatty foods. And yeah. it's just knowing that. So if your cupboards are absolutely like, you know, you literally open the cupboard and like biscuits fall out of there, you probably need a bit of a, a kind of strategy. But I think we're working with clients again, this is like the whole individual thing. Alcohol, that is the one that leaps to the front of my mind when I discuss stuff like this with like the all or nothing approach. Because mm. for some people, literally like a glass, like, me i can have a glass of wine and i might have a second or i might not like i just don't like this is just you know not assuming i'm not at a wedding or a party or something like that i'm just for me it's never been a, a big deal mm. whereas if i had like the loaf of bread out or a bag of granola sitting around eh, that's probably slightly more <laughs> treacherous territory for me so it's a it's a case jack of... should get together <laughs> down aisle four <laughs> fest. but it's it's kind of knowing yourself like what your i suppose like your kind of trigger food what your kryptonite but, is and i say this to all my clients yeah. i ask them i'm like what's your kryptonite and they're like oh okay yeah because when people are like we talked about this in the carb cast like when people are like oh i've removed bread i'm not eating bread anymore like, how much bread did you eat one slice <laughs> a day well, don't worry about it you're yeah. fine like if it's a loaf then yeah. we can then we can start talking yeah. but yeah anyway that was um that's our take on that um yeah oh, there was a point you, there was a point you, i just thought i really wanted to make but it's completely gone 
Where are you on your notes, mate? Where are we at? We're just at the weekend eating. Um, yeah. And then it came on to being sedentary. So it came on to actually, we, a very interesting statistic, again, no reference for the study. There was no reference for any of the studies. It'd be interesting to see if we could actually go on like show notes of the episode and find some references for uh, any of these things he spouted out. Um, anyway, he said, um, on average, we send, we spend about nine hours a day sat on our bums. Um, and we've become a very sedentary society. And he was uh, advocating movement as a way of decreasing the risk of health related diseases, which I amazing, like amazing. And I love that he said movement and not exercise. Um, so yeah, just again, standing up, getting, getting out and about. And he, asked Curtis to wear a tracker and was giving him reminders every hour just to stand up and move for five minutes. And again, he started doing salsa. I don't know what they have with Latin themed dance on this program. Curtis had some moves though, I felt Curtis like. Curtis had a few more moves. He, he definitely, he's definitely been getting to his local Zumba class. For sure, for sure. Salsa class. I did find it interesting with Curtis how, he, I think he was, a, was he a teacher? He spent most of his day, he started his day at like half seven or something and finished at half five, spent most of his day sat down and said by the time he gets to the weekend, he has no energy to exercise. And I found it very interesting that he said after doing this, like I say, experiment that Mosley asked him to do, like moving every hour and stuff like that, he found that he actually had more energy. Um, this is the exercise sweet spot, right? Oh, but lethargy breed, breeds lethargy. Like, you know, if you if we get to a Sunday, you have a lie-in in bed, you have brunch, you maybe just move to the sofa a little bit. Maybe you'll bring the duvet and you'll watch a couple of episodes or something. Yeah, you've got a walk planned, but it gets to three o'clock. Maybe the weather's a bit shit. Football's You're not on. suddenly going to jump up from the sofa, get on your trainers and just be like, right, I'm going to go run a 10K or I'm going to go outside for a walk. Like lethargy breeds lethargy. So the more lazy you are, the less energy you're going to feel like you have. And he said, after doing these little five minute salsa things in the living room whatever he was doing he said that he found he had more energy and I loved that I think that was such a good take-home message that very much is one of those things where people almost have to experience it to believe it I think because yeah. people think well hold on a minute exercise requires energy I already feel like shit and I've got low energy so surely if I exercise I'm gonna have even less when yeah. actually yeah if you go and do something like a 30 minute high intensity you know burpees, burpees <laughs> yeah some of that hardcore zumba but like you know if you're doing something like really high intensity then yeah there's a chance that you might feel absolutely wiped and just not get out of bed for the rest of the day but we're talking about it's kind of that bridge between crazy hard just ball busting training doing nothing slash maybe just going for a walk there is there's another kind of notch along the ladder where i think a lot of people would feel again to me it's not about it's not really about calories there it's about fitness and health yeah. and just cardiovascular fitness just get doing something that elevates your heart rate above what it would be at a, like a steady walk so that might be a brisk walk on a hilly you know, like mm. a hilly course kind of thing. It doesn't have yeah. to be anything crazy, but I do think that um, Curtis was interesting, right? Because he actually, his the kind of daily step count was up around that 10,000 mark. He regularly mm. hit 10,000 steps. Um, and again, I would highlight the point, look, this guy is walking a fair amount, but he's still been, he still hasn't like lost weight or was struggling previously to lose yeah. weight. So I think again, with him, it really came down to the, to the food. But if he can in 
incorporate this kind of sporadic exercise then mm. yeah hopefully he does feel yeah. he does feel better and that can look really simple for everybody like everybody like it can just be like after this podcast I just do 10 air squats you know or like I have an alarm on my phone every hour that I just do 10 press-ups or don't do 10 press-ups every hour I tried it in November you <laughs> die. um like you could just do like some down ups or you've got a bench, you could do some step overs or maybe you've got a dumbbell lying around. You just do a couple of bicep curls, <laughs> like while you're it, even just some calf raises while you're sitting on the sofa. Like it, it doesn't need to be crazy, you know, just walk about the walk about the flat while you're on the phone to somebody, you know, like rather this is something I've actually tried to do with one of my clients who is extremely sedentary because she works from home um, and really struggles to get out and about during the day, literally not doing more than 2000 steps. And I'm like, look, if fat loss is your goal with the resistance training that we're doing, you're really going to struggle unless yeah. you actually get some movement in. So, you know, she was on a call the other day, just pacing up and down her house. You can rack up a mad amount of steps, just walking from room to room or even just, putting the washing in, taking the washing out, changing the bed in, like it's all movement. It seems, it seems ridiculous, but it is all movement. So yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, get yourselves a newborn baby because the washing, uh, your washing steps will be going through the roof. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's my little tip of the day. Um, uh, the last thing I wanted to mention before we move on to probably like the take home messages, um, if you weren't going to. I was just going to say, I am on a quite a tight little time I know you here. Are. So we've got about seven minutes to wrap this up. Okay. The therapy session they did with the girl about sit standing on the scales. We've got Absolutely. to talk got to talk about this. Got Love to talk that. about this. So with they were talking and this is a everything I do with my clients so um one of the participants was kept measuring herself um and weighing herself on the scales and she was getting worried about it getting anxious saying how it was going to put her in a bad mood for the day and she was using the scales a lot to validate her own like you know personal well-being so they took her into a therapy session and they got her to talk about it and they were talking about having measures and of progress and accountability without actually using the scales and I just thought that was absolutely brilliant yeah, because she was in that in that um, that kind of cycle of worried about stepping on the scales. Then you step on the scales. Then you know you you see something a number that you don't want to see, negative. Then you're unmotivated. Then you don't try. You know, and yeah. it's one of them. It yeah, is one of them. Um, but when the when the therapist basically asked her, uh, they kind of discussed it a little bit. But then she kind of come out the question: uh, Do the scales need to be part of your life? Um, and when someone says it in that kind of black and white it's kind of yes no answer then and it's like yeah. well, they don't need to be at all well why do they and and everyone should have this so i'm not against people using scales but the moment that people start caring <laughs> like a little bit too much what that number says get rid of them yeah just d don't use them there are yeah. other ways like i think it, i think at the end of the show she was talking about using you know like a pair of uh, tight fitting jeans it's a bit mm. of a right if i'm getting these jeans I know I'm in a good place. If not, yeah. um, I, I have to have a look at my diet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I loved what the therapist did with the the card game. Yes. Which is basically like a. Um, it was you had to. There was tons of cards scattered on the floor, and you had to group them into things that were either important, very important, or not important to you. Yeah. Um, so no surprises that like family and health both came in there very important to me 
So then it's like, well, if health's important, if my family are important, like how does basically like the number on the scales measure that? Or it's it's not really relevant no. to that. You know, like so I think and then they were talking about right, maybe I should, she was talking about getting like a photo that kind of represents that. Um, you know, having it somewhere, you know, so if you're waking up in the morning, are you starting the day by jumping on the scales and feeling terrible? Or have you got like a photo that you've got, you know, put it somewhere prominent that you look at it and you think, I'm doing this for the kids, yeah. the grandkids, or my own my own health. There's a bit yeah. there's more to this than just getting on seeing nine stone something. Yeah. And all I will say is she can do that now because she has at a she has got herself to a place of health. So, you know, it's reminding herself why she's doing that. You know, if your weight is so great that you are not healthy, then obviously maybe the scales are something you need to implement. But it's a really good to reflect on as you go through the process, whether that still serves you, which is very important. Yeah. It, I mean, if if um, I think this was her line, but if, like it was if weighing yourself every day is not taking you where you want to go, stop doing it. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't have like a um like a visceral reaction to stepping on the scales but if if you're doing it and it's just kind of become part of your routine but it's not serving what you're doing or if you're not making the progress you you're you want to just stop doing it yeah stop find them find another way um last bit was his take homes for the participants and i wrote these down because i think pretty much these are fundamentals that Andy and I talk about all the time for life. Um, so he left them all with a little bit of a present, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so Adrian, he gave some weights and he said he wanted them to start resistance training, which I thought was brilliant because he didn't really focus on that in the exercise part in the first place. But like as a take home message. Redeemed himself there, didn't he? He redeemed himself. <laughs> in, and I think that's something we would definitely advocate. Always advocate resistance training, but particularly just finding way of training that you enjoy is the most important thing. If it happens to be putting load through your muscles, then bingo. Um then he gave the girl who liked the biscuits like the um, lockbox, didn't see, and just said you need <laughs> yeah, to lock yeah. away the biscuits. I think we've already discussed our feelings about that, but I would say that food environment is still a very yeah. key so and it, setting yourself up for success. That's exactly what I thought because it it's not so much to me that's a better way of doing it than saying I'm never going to have this again. Yeah. Whether you have to go the step of like locking it in a box, but even just having it out of sight, bury it yeah. in the back of the cupboards. It's there if you really want it. And like she actually said, look, if I have to fuck around like finding a code to open it, I'm just not going to bother. And so to yeah. me that was that represented food environment, exactly yeah. what that represents. Yeah, love that. Um and it's just a, like, it's it's something simple as just having fruit and vegetables in the fridge. You know, if you have them in the fridge, if you have them in the fruit bowl, if you have things easily there, you're more likely to go for them. Um, the other one was movement. So, we, I mean, Curtis did pretty well out of that. He got a pair of like Nike Air Max. <laughs> I'd like, be so pissed off if I was the last woman. I know. So for Curtis, it was just about movement. So he got some trainers. So it made him more aware. And then for the last lady, who was the one who had the therapy session, it was just about, she got a photo of Michael Mosley. I think he was I think he was sweet on her. I think that's why she I think he it. fancied her. <laughs> um, There's a little note on the back of that photo. <laughs> yeah, Call me. Phone number. <laughs> um, yeah, it was about just her, having her accountability. And she was just saying that she had a pair of jeans that she was accountable to, that she knew if they were getting a little bit tight, that maybe she just knows the techniques now to rein it in. Um, and that's everything we talk about, Andy, with finding your why. And I've done this with a client very, very, very recently, um, all based around 
her son and actually teaching him healthy habits about how to cook and what actual food is about in the family, getting him involved in things and actually bringing her back to a place of health for her son. And so she can be here a long time to actually teach him how to also live a healthy life. And I think that's incredible. Like as a take home message, they were pretty on the money, Mosley. So uh, hats off to you. Absolutely agree. I think one of the lines in that kind of last, um, that last scene were, it's not about weight, it's about improving your health. I mean, and that's it. That is, that is it in an absolute nutshell. Yeah. We've absolutely ripped through that, mate. You gave, me, you gave me a timer i was like i was on the clock <laughs> um uh, yeah loved it like honestly as a program uh apart from my initial reservations i warmed up into it and thought there were some really good take-home messages from it there yeah definitely one of the better ones that we've mm. um that we've watched and yeah if you haven't seen it give it um well you don't need to watch it now because me and rambo we've picked out the best bits but if you want to tune in for that little zimba session i'll, I'll maybe <laughs> set aside five minutes and, and <laughs> check michael out busting a couple funny. of moves funny yeah nice work right it's been a pleasure as always i'm gonna have to run now um work to do people to see oh i love it um thank you very much as always if you've really liked the episode please share it on your socials tag me on instagram head over to facebook uh join andy's facebook group eat move lift enjoy um yeah drop us an email head over to our prospective websites if you're interested in working with either of us i always pop the websites and our socials in the show notes so yeah we love hearing your feedback um and honestly like i had a conversation with somebody on instagram earlier we genuinely love doing this podcast so bloody much so um any feedback is incredible and always appreciated from the bottom of our hearts um even better if it's positive so yes ideally be nice but yeah, yeah. um that was fun mate and i will see you next week nice one take it easy everyone bye bye thank you for listening to the not another fitness podcast andy and i really do appreciate all your feedback and questions that you take the time to send us If you really like the podcast and you're listening via Spotify or another platform, please share it either via Instagram, Facebook or direct with anyone you think would enjoy it. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please pop down, give us a five star rating and a little review. We really do love reading all your feedback. And if you want to follow us over on our socials or get in touch with us direct, you'll find me over on Instagram at Coach Amy Rams with a Z. And you'll find Andy over on Facebook at his Facebook group, Eat, Move, Lift, Enjoy. And as long as you're not an absolute tool, he'll probably accept you. And they were his words, not mine. <laughs>